It's a buffalo dick that has been stretched out. It's thick too. I'm like, geez, lucky. Welcome, Commander Smiths. We are the Commander Smiths. I'm Adam Smith. I'm Lowry Smith. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't worry. <laughs> what the fuck? We're cousins. <laughs> I'm copying you. Yeah, you <laughs> Annie made me sound like a valley girl there. <laughs> what the fuck? What the? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, this is going to be a good episode right here. Sorry. <laughs> it's starting off good. It's funny. I think the last two weeks, the intro, you just you throw in a little wrench there and it, <laughs> it just destroys everything. Yeah, Spice it up on the podcast room for you. Since you know? we're not since we're not singing, you got to do that. Maybe. <laughs> do you want me to go back to singing? No, that's okay. <laughs> oh, ouch! I mean, I like guessing. No, no. I like Don't guessing. It it's kind of fun. fun. Uh, okay. Fun. So this is episode one thirty five, and what are we doing today? Oh shit! I didn't even do that. Load that sounder in. You know what? I'm just going to have to plug it in. Or can I pull it up really quick and I cut I this? I don't know what you like. <laughs> Top 10 Commander oh. cards. You I just guess, loaded that? Yeah, I did it right now. Yeah. I didn't put oh, it good. as I didn't put it as a button. I just played it off our button uh, off my computer. Oh. You yeah, know, we, I, we now that I'm thinking that about one. it, I totally could have just done Top 10. <laughs> you know, I could have done it with my hands instead of Oh, could you? You just flubbed it. <laughs> I actually went to find it because I thought it was you that was doing it, the the voice of that one, but I guess it was me that did the top 10. I can't be all the sounders. Yeah. All right, so, so we're doing <laughs> top 10 commander cards. See? From Zendikar Rising. Woo! Uh, that is the new set that's coming out in a week or two, and... It's uh, we don't choose any of the commander legends uh, or we'll talk about that next week. Previously printed cards. Correct. Like yeah. Lotus Cobra um, will not be on this list. Although a very good card just won't be on this list. Yeah. So um, that's a really good point. And then we will also potentially maybe unless this goes really long, although I don't think it is going to, we got no, 10 we, of them. It's 10. It's yeah, 10 cards. Pretty, We're good. This will last you, Larry, 30 minutes. You know us. We probably won't even get to the episode for about 40 minutes here. It's just going to be, <clears throat> although I don't have any right. pre stuff to talk about, but if we have time, which we should, we're going to kind of go through the breakdown of each. I know we talked about it last week about what each, um, Booster box or, you know, the different types of things you can get, the collector booster, the set booster, the draft booster, the bundle. And they, I didn't realize until I was researching this, they have a, a bundle gift edition as well in this set, which I didn't realize Jesus. they were having. So we're going to kind of go through and see what fits each person, what's probably the best buy, what's, what's good for you. So each person, you know, everybody has a different, I don't know, price that they are willing to spend on new sets and stuff like that and just kind of going to break down each one uh i'll give a little hint i already pulled the trigger and bought two of something so you'll find that out a little bit later pew pew <laughs> two triggers uh okay so 
A couple things really quick before we get started. We do have the giveaways going for uh, the previous month when we were the most downloaded episode. Woo! It's the applause. So <laughs> we did start the, uh, the Twitter giveaway. So it's on Twitter. That's where you guys can go on there. And we will each week until the end of this month tweet that out. And it's basically retweeting the original tweet, liking it, and follow us. That gets you a chance to win the Borderless Tefiri Master of Time. And then every patron, you don't even have to do anything for this. If you're a patron that's $5 or more by the end of this month, uh, you're automatically entered in for the Tefiri Time Raveler foil promo foil. So that is going on right now. Um, so is it like a double foil? <laughs> Sorry, I'm being a dick. Because <laughs> it has the stamp, and that's well, foil. The foil double, or the foil promo foil. Again, being a dick. Yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> cut that. Cut that. Sorry. Are you, are you uh, drinking, Larry? Are you drinking I your wish. water? <laughs> I wish. Oh, speaking of, I really am, quick, I am like drinking another two... one from Jaw. Uh, oh man! But it's. I, I think I've talked about it before. It's. Oh, is this man. the Avenger beer? No, I'm saving that for you, buddy. You. Okay, thank you. Uh, what is it? Sap, Saporus, Saporus, S A P O R O U S. The reason why I'm having trouble is all the letters are all different sizes. So I'm trying to figure out which letters are which. Did I read that right? Saporus. I don't know. Saporus. I... I don't know. It's a passion fruit and guava sour ale. It's actually really good. It's very mm. delicious. Uh, it's nice to be drinking beer again. <laughs> Although in moderation, I can't have too many in a row because otherwise Mr. Toe starts to hurt. <laughs> but your toe is clean and clear right now? Yeah, I get, uh, I'd say this weekend I had some beer watching the Vikings game. Actually, it didn't, it started hurting a little bit, like not bad. I could just feel it. Remember I was telling, I think I was talking to you just off the cast that once you recover from that initial gout flare up, you'll get those where you'll feel it kind of hurting. And if you don't take action that day, the next day is going to be a pain in the ass. So <laughs> you'll feel like just a little like discomfort. And that's kind of what I'm getting. I'm like, Oh, nope. Done drinking beer. Lots and lots of water. So how's it been? Has it been good? It's, I'm not taking any ibuprofen or Tylenol or anything anymore. So it's stiff and I can't do anything like athletic. Like I think uh, last last Thursday when I was playing some of the uh, the patrons, I was like, I think I hear the kid start run up the stairs one step. I was like, oh, oh. fell over. <laughs> I was like, that was dumb. That so, sucks. And still, still so slow. you still got the pain still going though. It hasn't gone away at all yeah. completely yet. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's still there. It's stiff. It's just not like always hurting. It's just when I'm dumb. <laughs> you know what's we are probably sound like such the old man podcast yeah. we're talking about gout you got you got people like derek who are like 20 something and then it's just like hey i've never you i'm not gonna have to worry about this for another 20 years what the fuck are they talking about yeah yeah that's uh i'm thinking about grabbing a cane from my dad's house that's <laughs> you know what you I'm should get? It, i might as well just get like the coloring for men you know <laughs> take all the gray out take the gray uh, you know, you should get my grandpa, um, on my mom's side, he has a Buffalo Dick cane. Oh yes. Have I told you that before? I probably have yeah, me. Yes. I don't tell, 
tell the world about the uh, the buffalo dick. So it, it's you an actual. Even tell that story here. Yeah. It, it's a it's a buffalo dick that has been stretched out and then dried out, and so I mean it goes like three like sturdy. Yeah, very hardy. It's a thick hardy. too. I'm like, geez, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when it's that big, you're not that lucky. <laughs> oh that's man, like, it's I'm funny. assuming that's a little above waist high. I yeah, mean, no, it's a long dick. I mean, it's stretched yeah, that's, out. That's some... <laughs> but yeah, my my, my grandpa's big thing would we'd go to restaurants and he'd be like, "This is so bad," but he but he'd say to the waitresses like, "Hey, you want to see my dick?" <laughs> and then he'd pull his buffalo dick cane out, and it was. He's from the South. That's what they do down there. That's what they do. <laughs> he was very proud of it. So, yeah. He's very proud of not his dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know what the sounder is. Um, okay. So, that is our giveaway. You guys can go on Twitter, check that out. That's also where you can see the proxy of the week. Uh, you can go to Patreon, um, be that $5 more to get entered into the the giveaway. But if you're a dollar or more, you're automatically in the discord and you can play some sweet games. Like we did last night. We played three games with patrons last night. Um, that was a lot of fun. I, I was, I enjoyed every single game except for the first one. I wasn't able to like, it just didn't go off with my deck. All the other games, my decks went off. I didn't win, but they did what they were supposed to do. And it was fun. Um, yeah, it was fun playing. It wasn't just the same people each time we played with a bunch of different people the first game you watched because you came in a little later and then we played with the next two we played with aj even though i muted his ass for 20 minutes and, <laughs> and didn't know it game, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so make sure when you have patrons or anybody that jumps on make sure they're not muted because that's what i did and aj was talking to me and i was not responding <laughs> just being and i dick. was just like naturally covering yeah. for adam not even knowing that he couldn't hear and i'm not like adam was in the middle of thinking and i was like oh, he's he's, not he's thinking about stuff 20 minutes later i'm like how why is everybody making reference to aj how are you guys talking to him i'm not seeing this on the discord and then i'm like oh <laughs> he's muted such Mute. a dick uh okay so the free way to support the show go to youtube subscribe there videos will be coming soon <laughs> i say that every week yeah we've been <laughs> saying that for a year Easy. every now every now and then oh i was doing proxy time for a while there it's just now i ran out of time to do proxy time that'll be coming back uh we have other ideas for stuff things are coming around Can we do we yes. okay we do i do have ideas <laughs> you do too we what? just we I, just have to follow through you shot out down all my ideas. oh shut oh. up <laughs> that so is not true you are freaking your camera you said you didn't like or something i think we had to tweak we wanted to do a little bit yeah, more that's nah, true. whatever we're doing on-air production I, I i was making excuses you're totally right <laughs> and you had a baby is what happened well, that too. That's, yeah. that's the other thing. You got to have sleep those first few months, man. That's that's where you got to get that sleep in. Uh, and then you guys can go to Gmail, and that's where you can send us direct messages. You can also do that on Twitter too, but Gmail, you can write longer than a little message. You can send us a big one. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that for a long time. <laughs> did that feel good? It did. <laughs> I think that's Jeremy's that, favorite when that, I would do the oh, yes. <laughs> That plays really well into the Buffalo Dick game right there. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So good. And uh, we're 
12, 15 minutes in and we can start the podcast, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I wonder how many people just skip 10 minutes ahead. <laughs> well, I used to tag like when the actual episode started, but then I got lazy <laughs> and stopped doing that. <laughs> like, no, for you those of to- you that don't want to waste your time, <laughs> here's where we actually start. <laughs> I never noticed that. All right. I think I stopped doing that like 40 episodes ago. So, all right. Should we actually get into our top 10? Uh, I don't have a button. So top 10 commander cards. God, that's good. You just did that with your mouth. That was, (laughs) that's what I say every time. That's impressive. (laughs) So, you started it with the mouth covering, and I love it, and I don't ever want to <laughs> don't stop talk about that. my mouth like that. <laughs> uh, okay, so how this works. We are going through all the commander card, or not commander, all the cards from the newest set, <clears throat> like Larry mentioned in the beginning. Uh, we're not picking legends, because that's a whole other episode. Legendary creatures, is, I yeah. should say. we got to stretch this out somehow. <laughs> Like a like a buffalo dick, you got to stretch like it out. Buffalo. You just call this the good old buffalo dick cane podcast of Amanda Smiths. You know what this cast is going to be called? Just buffalo dick, like yeah. not even top I ten. Mean, I can't wait until I can get a Garuk's dong cane. That's, <laughs> that doesn't need to be stretched out at all. No, nope. and you probably can't wrap your hand around it. <laughs> it's like just a big. <laughs> watermelon around two (laughs) two hands like a a tripod yeah i was gonna say you're grabbing a leg as your cane (laughs) (laughs) oh of course we go phallic all right so uh we are working our way down from 10 down to one basically how we do this is it's the ones we like we both kind of make a list separately and then we combine our lists and then discuss which ones we like and then we put them in order kind of think of it as a year five years down the road these are the cards that probably are going to be used the most um or has potential to go up in value and stuff or maybe it's just ones that we think are fucking sweet and should be used uh okay so do you want to start us off with number 10 lowry all right number 10 angel of destiny this is three colorless white white it's an angel cleric mythic Flying, double strike, two, six. Uh, Here's the interesting part. Uh, Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each gain that much life, which is crazy text. So you have to, your creatures have to deal damage to an opponent. They basically, they lose and then gain the life and you just gain life, but it's not lifelink. Oh, that is interesting. I didn't even think of it <clears throat> that way uh, because it doesn't say they gain life instead. It just their life doesn't change. Yeah. Because so they, they, they go life, down and then they come right back. Life. That's. I was always thinking they were gaining life when we were discussing this. I was like, yeah, you're raising their life, but yeah, you're just keeping their life the same. So that's another thing you can say, hey, just let this all go through. Your life isn't going to change anyways. Yeah, don't even worry about it. Let me... Don't read that second uh, paragraph. The second paragraph doesn't matter. Second paragraph does matter. And it states at the beginning of your end step, if you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total, each uh, player angel of destiny attack this turn loses the game. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, but like, this is 
this goes in life gain decks. Like, yeah, you know, we we always say a Loro, so this goes in a Loro, yeah. right? <laughs> but it can go in the way it's set up because you got to attack with him, which that, that's fine. It doesn't. It has to survive the attack so that you get this end step stuff. But it could go into a mass creature deck. The problem is, I was this almost would be really sweet as a commander because you could do a couple different things with it. You could make it a meat force deck where you're making a big army and attacking and dealing damage and gaining the life, or you're making it a straight up gain life in this. Like you said, I think it just goes in every life gain deck. You don't just plug but, this in randomly, right? I mean, in a non life, you game? know, I was thinking maybe this goes into like a Marissi breaker, of the coil deck yeah, because you're, you're expecting goading. to be able to get through yeah. and you're goading their stuff, but then you're gaining life. And then maybe, you know, I, I think the problem is, is if you play it later in the game and if you're not, you know, if you're down below 20, just kind of a dead card, right? Kind of, but if you have a lot of creatures out, you're gaining that life. But you're not, like, killing anybody either. Right, but that could almost be a bargaining chip. Like I was saying is when you're that low, you just attack them. Unless, like, you, I'm unless just you just alpha strike them, right? If you bring them down to zero... Oh I yeah, state. I think game state. They're dead. Oh, I think they get we, checks and they're like you're at zero. Are we doing a? Uh, we were wrong segment. <laughs> no, this is a new card. It deals combat wrong, damage to I, a player. I, I don't. You and that like, player. If you go game. below zero, I, I think you just it. The game state checks. You're at zero, and I think you just die. So, so maybe. <laughs> I, here, here. I guess the last part is: Do you put this in a, a non-life gain? Like, if you're putting this in a deck that you have bigger creatures, lots of creatures, maybe like a, a token deck and all that, do you put this in as your potential life gain? You know, like because, like you just said, you get it and you're at 20 life late game. Yeah, you're not going to kill somebody with the 15 life thing, but this can gain you life back because it's all your creatures have it. So you're no you're kind yeah, of it ha- muted it has in to a deal way. Damage to the opponent as right. well. Right. So like I don't see myself putting this into Oketra, like mono white. I don't see myself. Like I'm just trying to think of decks that I have that have white in it. Like I, well, I'm I, trying to think Tulsimir. That is more on fighting. Not a lot of life gain. Yeah, I probably wouldn't put this in there. It just wouldn't fit with the theme. Angel, uh, so an angel deck. Maybe, maybe, yeah, angel deck or maybe a flying theme deck like blue white. Maybe. Yeah, this this seems like it could be pretty interesting. I mean, it's going in your life gain decks, like no doubt for sure. Uh, but yeah. other decks, eh, it might find a home in those. So we'll see. That's why it's number ten. Because we don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, number nine. This is leyline tyrant. Uh, it's a dragon, two and two red, four, four flying. You don't lose unspent red mana as steps and phases end, which is sweet. Just in that, mm-hmm. in that text right there, that is a freaking sweet card. Cause yeah, any cards that keep your mana in there, you just keep building your stuff up. The cool thing about this is when he dies, you may pay any amount of red, uh, when you do, it deals that much damage to any target. So it's like a one-shot 
to somebody's face or kill a creature uh, if they decide to kill it. So it, I guess the, the, the cool thing with it is uh, Omnath is another one that does that, where it's with green mana, it keeps building, and Omnath keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The problem is somebody goes beast within or kills it, it's just gone. And, you know, you lose all that mana that you just stacked into it. This, at least, you're stacking mana into it, and it's kind of becoming like, fuck, if I kill that, there's going to be 15 potential damage coming to my face or my creature. So it's almost like, do you do players actually want to... You, you kill it early, or at some point, you just go, oh, shit, I don't know. I don't want to touch that thing. Let them keep the mana in there, you know? Yeah, and, and like, the... The big thing for me right there is just like that unspent red mana, like just stays, mm-hmm. like just keep on building up for an X spell or like it makes it a lot easier to get to that, uh, you know, those upper mana cost red spells that can be pretty big, but really powerful. So uh, what's the one that steals all the creatures? Uh, uh, yeah, re- I don't ever use it re- anymore. Is it but reconnaissance? Insurgent. Insurgent? insurrection insurrection <laughs> what is it we got doing? there yeah got there. <laughs> so but like that's that's kind of like a late card game and you can just kind of do that yeah maybe you know turn or two after you play ley line tyrant pretty good uh, pretty easy so i i like it a lot yeah when it comes to that part of the card and then yeah i i think it's i think it should be really interesting can i say one thing i don't like about it the picture <laughs> yeah it's kind of a lame it's like a dragon it's like a dinosaur weird looks like an amphibious dinosaur not really doesn't it look like almost like a hammerhead shark oh if you're looking at it from that sideways yeah i was thinking almost like a weird rhino yeah i was thinking that both those look like its eyes but i can see the rhino part too yeah i just I'm a little picky on my dragons, and this one isn't my favorite. It's a sweet card. I just don't like the picture as much. So that's why it's number nine. No, I'm just kidding. That's a drop. <laughs> uh, but number eight is probably our most controversial card that we uh, probably... You're making me do this one? Yeah, All it's right. your turn. I, I wanted it out. this at 10. <laughs> yeah, Just, Lord, to, just to cause a ruckus. <laughs> but also because I think it's just really expensive mm. for what it does. Uh, Lithoform Engine. Uh, this is, I think, the most expensive card in, tied for in the yep. set currently. 26 bucks, yep. Yeah, uh, four colorless legendary artifacts. You can pay to tap it, copy target activated or, or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. That's pretty sweet or in itself. You can pay three, tap it, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. Pretty sweet. Or... Pay four, tap it, copy target permanent spell you control. That's pretty sweet. <clears throat> that that's the very unique part. Like just copying a permanent yep. enchantments, artifacts, you know, planeswalker doesn't work, legends don't work. Um creature. How come a planeswalker doesn't work? Because they're legendary. Oh, good point. <laughs> good so, point. And your commander doesn't work. Yeah, so that's kind of like the bummer part, but just having, like, I can see just doing like, uh, like copying a grave pact mm, or something like that. Yeah, that seems sweet, right? There's a lot. I mean, <clears throat> what's the uh the triple mana dude that's uh 
The freaking guy always gets out in Discord that triples all your mana. Oh, how about you have ancients? Why do we always forget his yeah, name? Yeah, we're bad at names, card names. <laughs> yeah, that was like there's too many damn sets to come ancients. out. Ancients. Ancients. Keep going. I'm gonna get him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it triples mana. Everybody knows what the fuck it is. It's an elemental. So yeah, that would get crazy. Nix Bloom. So like that's Nix Bloom. Bloom. Ancient Nix Bloom. Nix Bloom. Nix Bloom. Ancient. Thank you. <laughs> looking that up yeah <laughs> don't worry all that so, middle like, part is cut out and it'll just seem like we got it instantly bam we're good at this that's how <laughs> editing works um so like if if we're trying to do some comparisons um let's the form engine at four and two for copying an activated or triggered ability strionic resonator resonator does it for two and two but you know it doesn't have the flexibility mm-hmm um, you have Marari, which is a five mana artifact. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you can pay three to copy it. Like, I never play that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just too expensive. Like, I think the big thing with all of this is you're paying mana w- for whatever spell or thing you're that also you want to have happen. Yeah. And then you're also paying two, three, or four to copy that. I really like the flexibility. It's colorless, like you're saying off air. I, yeah, I just so fits, I wouldn't put it in an instant or sorcery spell deck. I think the the copy and permanence is the thing that intrigues me a lot, and the activated yeah. uh, triggered or uh, activated or triggered ability is also uh, an interesting thing. The copy that, and the instant and sorceries, with, I, yeah. I agree, because you're already casting a spell. Um, but you do copy. I think it's just expensive. Like the 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 question that we were having is like we're we're gonna copy Nix Bloom Ancient Ancient, which is eight mana. So you're gonna play pay twelve to get a second one. Like you you just with one Nix Bloom Ancient, you're already at if you have He's only at seven, mana, Lowry. He's not at eight. Don't worry. Seven. All right. <laughs> it's only eleven. Well, so eight, nine, ten, eleven. So <laughs> at that point, you already had thirty-three mana with one next bloom yeah like did you really you, you yeah still more, you still had more four, is better <laughs> three six nine you still had 12 mana that you could have spent on it something else right after casting next bloom if you had four more mana open like that's probably the better play than to just copy it and do nothing yeah, but somebody's gonna somebody's gonna remove your Nyx Bloom. But if you have two of them, it's a lot more difficult to remove both of them. Think about that. I <laughs> I think it's just really expensive. So I feel like people are gonna use it because it's really flexible and cool. But I think you're gonna find that it's too expensive. It's a little clunky. Yeah. Yeah, this will be interesting to see. <clears throat> I like that it isn't just targeted towards, hey, this is a spell slinger card. This fits in a lot of decks. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just depends on. That's the nice thing about Commander, though, is that late game, mid late game, this is easy to pay for. Early game, it's a little tough. Like you're saying, is <clears throat> it might be more of a hindrance than it helps you at the beginning. So you almost want this to come later when you actually have the mana open. Yeah. But that copy and a target permanent spell is kind of sweet. Well, okay. Then 
you know, if we're thinking that the logic that this is like a late game thing, it's kind of like how many copies are you going to get out of this then? So and to make it worth it, um, if you, if well, you just copy the, one thing, here's the thing is I'll tell you this. I'm even kind of considering it with Bruvac because I have a lot of enchantments that I'd like to have multiple copies out, you know, cause I do have a lot of, I have spark double. I have the mirror made, uh, the, the one that copies the enchantment or artifact having more of those would be kind of sweet, but then also Bruvac deals with instants and sorceries. So doubling like traumatize or something like that, being able to do those. Multi- so it has a couple other things so, I can use and also the activated or triggered abilities that can, you know, that, that this is actually a card I'm thinking about putting in that deck. I got to get it first. So, so maybe my thinking isn't right. Like individually, it isn't good enough for a spell slinging deck or so it's better to be using all three of them at the same time and have, that flexibility. Yeah. Instead of just having the one, like you're only getting yeah, that, it for the copying instance and sorceries. Yeah. I could see that. Cause then yeah, you're looking at seven just for that spell. But if you have other things you're using off of this list, which the flexibility part is, I think you most important. Almost every time you'd be, unless you are strictly spell slinging the copying a target permanent would be in that too. You know, Mm-hmm. I think I still think it's too expensive, but I get what you're saying about Bruvac. Yeah, it should be interesting. But that's why I went to number eight. I think probably a lot of people might have this card at like number one, but we definitely didn't see it. I that think it's way. way too expensive. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then we jump to number seven. Uh, it is Confounding Conundrum. This is one and one blue for an enchantment. And when it comes into play, draw a card. I mean, that's nice in itself. You, you get to replace the card. So if this next part doesn't work out, you at least replace the card. The next part is, at least for our play group, is going to affect a lot of people. But it's whenever a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, if that player had another land enter the battlefield under their control this turn, they return a land they control to its owner's hand. So basically, you crack your fetch, uh, you go search for a land, go put it into play. Oh, you got to put that one back into your hand. If you played the fetch that turn, like if it was one that you just played. So it kind of hinders a lot of ramp type stuff. Yeah. It goes after green ramp hard. So like, if you're just like land cultivate, put another land into play, return one of those lands into your hand. And then you already had another land into your hand. Um, it stops explore style cards or wayward sword tooth being able, you can't play multiple lands on a turn. You know, it stops Azusa. Um, I, I think this is going to be a pretty good card. Yeah. Like consistent. If I think the big thing is, is if you have fetches in your play group, get it. Definitely a, a, a <clears throat> type of card that you want to be. Uh, having people hate you for playing. Yeah, and it doesn't seem... It's one of those cards that doesn't seem like it's crazy good because you're not. it's not doing anything for you necessarily. You're just drawing, you're drawing a card off of it. But 
play this card and you'll hear lots of swear words coming at you throughout the game and being like, fuck, I, if I, I could do this, fuck, fuck, I always got to bring this yeah. back to my hand. Like you're, this is something that like your blood moon type thing that just hinders the board. It doesn't stop everybody from doing things. It just puts enough flows. Yeah. People down. And it's just, because your, if you, if you do, if, if the fetches are being run, they're basically not, you, you know, you don't, fetch the turn that it comes into play yeah you gotta wait until the next player's turn then you go fetch but then you're not using it that turn if that's something that you needed to do yeah so um i think it's a pretty cool hate card yeah all right let's jump into number six six is gonna be forsaken monument it's five colorless legendary artifact this does a lot of stuff as well Colorless creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Whenever you tap a permanent four colorless diamond, add an additional diamond. Uh, Whenever you cast a colorless spell, you gain two life. So I think it's the uh, the middle one that's the, the big kicker with this one. Yeah, this makes basalt monolith go infinite but what doesn't yeah <laughs> um but it also you, you get your thopters you can have thopter mirror decks all those two plus two all those get two plus two eldrazi's yeah um, this totally works with morph so your morph creatures get plus two plus two you gain two life and then that's a lot different you when have- you're putting down Tapping three and casting a four four onto the battlefield. That's yeah. Or with uh, the Sadisi. Nope, not Sadisi. Well, the morph thing that was printed a year and a half ago. Mm. That is play one for a four four for free. Draw a card. Oh gain yeah, two yeah, life. Yeah. Like this card for sure goes in there, and then probably a lot of colorless decks. Yeah. All your all drowsy lead. This seems like it's going to be used quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, the tapping of the mana part is pretty sweet. I guess the gaining two life if you're making tons and tons of tokens uh, or casting tons and tons yeah, of gotta... spells, uh, colorless spells, artifacts and stuff, you're gaining two life each time. There's, let me, it just kind of hit me. So maybe I'm wrong. But so there's an artifact, I want to say from Urza's Legacy. That does what? So it turns all permanents into colorless spells. Da, da, da. Let me see it. There we go. Thran lens. All permanents are colorless. So that's kind of cool, but it doesn't stop. It doesn't allow you to like cast colorless spells per se. Yeah. So. But Thran Lens is kind of cool. Oh, it's out of stock. All right. Maybe I'm not the first person with that <laughs> idea. I can't even find. Is it in Urza's Legacy? Was that what it was? Uh, Yeah. Urza's Legacy. Huh. Oh, there it is. It was 50 cents. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that would, that would work. But pretty- probably, you know, not not something that I would end up doing. Uh, okay, where was it on you? I just read the. Oh, okay, argument. so it's on me now. Okay, so next is 
our one and only Planeswalker from this set, which is a pretty sweet one. Uh, number five is Jace Mirror Mage. This is one colorless and two blue. Uh, it comes in with four loyalty. It has kicker two. Uh, if it enters the battlefield and you kicked it, uh, you make a copy of Jace Mirror Mage, except it has a loyalty of one. Now, it's plus one is scry two. So if you pay five, you can potentially scry four right off the bat right there. Um, or or yeah. you do zero, draw a card, and reveal it. Remove a counter, or uh, remove the number of counter loyalty counters equal to the converted mana cost uh, from Chase. So you could plus the the lower one and scry two, and if there's something you want to fit in there that is less than four, draw that card with your other Chase, yep. and it this just seems freaking sweet. Yeah, it's the the kicker part is the kicker, <laughs> and it, it definitely Ouch. makes me want to play with this card. Yeah. It seems really powerful. I mean, just in, in the other part of it is scrying four. You know, for five mana is not bad. No. And then they have to kill two. Yeah, not things. on a permanent. Being able to consistently do it for sure. Uh, all right. Why don't you jump into four? I think this is uh, Jace was the kind of the start of the the stuff, the really interesting stuff. I think from five to one, I really like these cards. Not that I didn't like the other five, but these are the ones, the uh, pizza and beer of this list. The two things us gout toes can't really have <laughs> anymore. Uh, okay. So Skyclave Relic. This is three colorless. It is indestructible. When it enters the battlefield, and then it just taps for any color of mana so that's dark steel ingot with upside kicker three when skyclave relic enters the battlefield if it was kicked create two tap tokens that are copies of skyclave relic that's, that's crazy really seems good yeah. that's six mana you get <clears throat> one dark steel ingot two into play two more into play tapped they are indestructible they ain't going nowhere yep i mean it, it's Pretty straightforward. I mean, you don't have to really talk about it much more than that. But this is a this is a sweet card. This is mm-hmm. a this fits perfect for number four on the list. Um, the next one on the list. Hold on, I gotta scroll up to it. Uh, this <laughs> one's freaking sweet because we had kind of a little bit of a talk or banter back and forth on the Discord this week or last week when this one popped up. Um, but it's Thieving Skydiver. It is one colorless and one blue. Merfolk Rogue, 2-1, flying. Uh, it has Kicker X. When Thieving Skydiver enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, gain control of target artifact with converted mana cost X or less. If that artifact is an equipment, attach it to Thieving Skydiver. So you can't pay zero. So that's the thing with the kicker. You can't just go, I tap two and I'm paying zero for X. It does say you must, it says X can't be zero. So you can't just go and take a monocrypt from somebody, but you can, if you pay one, cause it says X or less. Yeah. So you can take anybody's monorocks. This just seems freaking solid. Cause it doesn't matter if she dies after that, you're taking it permanently. There was uh 
I think the big thing that people were pointing out is the one mana equipment. <laughs> the 10 10 thing. Yeah. That gave it gives it plus 10 plus 10 because yeah. you just cheat the equip cost. That's like seven. Yeah. Um, and so you just go blue colorless, kick it for one colorless, and it's a 12 11. Yeah. And so, and you can steal your own equipment. Yeah. So you can set it up that that's something that you're doing. Or you can, I mean, in my mind, I just, you know, it's it's good early game, like turn two or three, steal somebody's soul ring. Yep. That seems good. Or late game, <clears throat> dump them on a bunch of mana into it and steal the best artifact on right. the field. There's normally like, a lot of good shit by that point. Yeah. It seems like a really good card that scales throughout the game. Um, it has evasion with, you know, two one flying already. Um, being able to steal people's equipment is solid. Like if you're just like, I can't get around this lightning greaves. I can't get through the shroud. You steal it and then you can deal with, deal with whatever the permanent is too. So yeah. I think it's very flexible yep. and, and can go in a ton of decks. This is probably something I'll be picking up quite a few of these over time as Agreed. this gets lower for price wise. And it's only three bucks right now, but uh, I think with the, how much this set's going to be open with the fetches and stuff, this all these are probably going to get pretty low, you know. Uh, especially the cards that are ten dollars or under will probably drop quite a bit. So this one I'm looking to pick up a lot of. Uh, why don't you jump to our number two, which is a big package here? I don't have any of the names because I just was like, so there is a cycle of lands that. Are flip lands. I call them pathway so, lands because they all have pathway in the the name. Okay. I don't think that's what they're called, but I call them pathway lands. Uh, and so what they can be is, and they're enemies, right? So red, blue, green, white. Oh, they're green, white. They're green, friendlies. white. Okay. White, black, red, blue, red, green. Oh. Um. Yeah, so it's like random. It's not actually enemy or friendly. Okay. Um, that's interesting. And but black basically blue. um they come into play untapped and both sides can be a land. So if you want to play the green white one, if you want it to be green, it can only produce green and then it comes down as a, a green mana. Or if you're like I need that white mana, and then you can put it flip it down essentially, play it flipped and it's a white mana. Um, and you can just kind of choose between those. I think this is going to be used a ton. I think these these dual lands are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not fetchable. They are not fetchable, but they're highly flexible. Yeah. Um, I I like them a lot. Yeah, because typically it's beginning games when you're wanting a certain color. Um, yeah. And so at that point you're choosing okay which way it comes in. Not a lot of times late game you're like, damn it, I really needed. That red, you normally know what what you're lacking in the beginning games. Yeah. So a lot of times when you have your your dual lands, you're typically only tapping it for a certain color each time because you have your other stuff set. So yeah, these are awesome, great cards to add to Commander because, you know, not a lot of people have the dual lands. And this is a way to have kind of a set of dual lands that are different and pretty unique. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. I think the only thing they're missing is having it have the uh, basic land type. <laughs> then that they'd be been... ridiculously expensive, and yeah. that would be crazy. But yeah, these we also included in this. Are we saying the other ones too? The the uh, sure. mythics we, and the rares. Can. 
So not saying which ones, you know, any of the mythics, any of the rare flip ones, the ones that are spells that flip into lands, uh, more so the mythics because it does give you that option of the spell or choosing the land and coming into play untapped by paying three life. So all those, yeah. you have one for each color, and then you have a ridiculous casting cost for most of them uh, for the spell side. Yeah. But one thing that you and- pointed out was when we were talking before and actually on the discord and everything, um, you don't count these as your land. You count this as a spell. I, I wouldn't count any of these like spells flipping into lands into my land count. Um, how I would look at it is the spell. And that's what you have it there for. Like it, remember when we were going through blueprint and I was like, this is a card that ramps me and draws me cards. Where, do, where would I put it? And I wouldn't count it in both. I would say, what are you planning on doing with it? Yeah. So if you are planning on using this card as a land, then maybe that's the way that you go. But I would not count it into my land count. Yeah. Especially for those people that don't listen to me and go to like 34 land. (laughs) I think it's just treat it as gravy. And I think you'll be happy every time. The hard part is that these are the spells are so big that, you know, it, for example, the white one, it's creating two, four, four white angel warrior creature tokens with flying, mm-hmm. uh, non-angel creatures to control gain indestructible. So on a turn that is a lot. It's seven for that, you know? So like what decks is that fitting into, you know? Well, I think, I think that's what I'm saying though. It's like gravy. Like that's, that's like a big spell. It's big and splashy and it's something that people want to play with, but they're not going to get punished if they're not getting there. Yeah. So and can, if like mid or early game where you're like, I just need that land, need that land drop. I guess my question then, is, would those would that card fit into a lot of your white decks? Probs not. Because it has to kind of fit in what you're doing is what I would more think of. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but that, that I'm just saying how yeah. would I, I would play it. For sure. I would play it as the big spell and allow the land to be gravy. Yeah. So it allows just better consistency. More so, we're we're all about the pathway lands. The other yeah. spells that flip into lands are decent. They're it's an interesting add. I I kind of like them to do this more actually because mm-hmm. it, it what it I've heard both sides of this. I've heard people say no, it's taken away from magic because that's part of what's cool about magic is people getting screwed with mono flooding or mono <laughs> like, no, <laughs> that, that is not the part of the, magic. That's cool. Because uh, sometimes you, you can have the right amount of mana in your deck, perfect amount. And it just, you get screwed. And to have sure. this extra, like, Hey, I'm getting fucked with land. I can flip this spell into a land and that helps. I kind of hope they keep doing this a little bit more, just getting more generic stuff that do this. Um, on spells that you use in a lot of decks have that ability to flip to a land. Cause that that's all we, we want to do with commander. We just want to have fun. We just want to play games and it really yeah. sucks when one player is just out, you know, because they can't play a land. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. That's part of like a good part of magic is not getting mana fucked or flooded. Yeah. Like that's, those are some of the biggest long standing complaints about magic right yeah um and so I, I think if you can play around with that idea like they are doing here i think it's a good thing to play around and there's a, a bunch of them it seems like there's 
what, 15, 20? There's, it looks like there's at least, there's the five for red or for mythic, five for rare, and then there's a bunch for uncommon and I don't think there's any commons, right? I don't know. I didn't go through. I probably wouldn't put this at a common, like just the idea. So, um, I think, I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. I think it's really cool. Um, they probably won't come back to the idea very often. Well, here's a question for you. I know this is not going to happen at all, but how would you feel if every card or a lot of cards had that ability? Like flip into a tapped land? Yeah. Like even to the point where they had a, a, a really negative effect where it flipped into a tapped land and did you damage. But every card had that ability that I can flip over to a land because, you know, it would solve the mana screwed. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't solve mana flooding. But then would you see a drop in people probably playing lands because now everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. You would definitely drop your yeah. land count like heavy. Um, that would put such a, I don't even know I where I would be go. Really interesting concept. Like what if they changed the rules? I'm just thinking. I might, like as that. <laughs> I might like that. So you could just like flip whatever card. That'd be that's great, what I say, though, right? Like, well, that's what I was going to say get... is what if you change the rules that every card can flip over to a colorless mana that gets, you know, that evergreens, like go, a, you go tapped, back a tapped colorless, tapped mana? colorless mana. So you get rid of the color, but it, you can flip it over and be like, ah, screw this. This is going face down or flipped over as a colorless mana. And then that's like the, the rule back. I think you just came up with my new favorite game. (laughs) But man, you'd have to really change the way how mana, like how the calculation our 30, 36 to 38 is no longer uh, the right number. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a really cool idea if there's just a ton of them. But yeah, they'll, they'll never get that. to the point yeah. where there's enough where you can think like that. Unless they just change it to that. What are the, the colorless? I think I like that idea. Yeah. Oh, and another thing that I think that I saw Mark Rosewater say is that I believe flip cards are happening like in everything that they announced. Oh, really? That we went through. Yeah, I think I saw Oh, I that. think I did hear that too. Yeah, I think you're right. So I think that's going to be kind of cool. Like just flip cards for a year let's see how that goes yeah by the end of it adam's gonna be complaining about that they're not special anymore <laughs> no you know what sucks is i have a special section in my binder for flip cards because i want to be able to see what's on each side these are going to take up <laughs> so much space because i don't have it i can't put cards on the other side no. so it's just you're done god i'm gonna have to get a whole nother binder just for flip cards oh i like it <laughs> All right, so oh, I should get this up and running here. The uh, mm-hmm. the number one number one card, Ancient Green Warden. Uh, this I supposed is, to say that with you? I no, I you could. Okay, I mean, <laughs> should I do it again? It's not something that we do. No, <laughs> that's that's fine. Uh, okay, so this is four and two green. Of course it's green. Elemental, five, seven with reach. That by itself is meh. 
But then you may play lands from your graveyard. Sweet. If Very a land cool. enters the battlefield, uh, enters the battlefield, causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger that ability triggers an additional time. What? I think Seth said it's a uh, land demonicon. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. Landicon. Land I, I didn't see him say that. Oh, because uh, he loves panharmonicon and all that. So he's like, it's land demonicon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So just having, you know, we're adding more tools to the plane from your graveyard with crucible worlds, Ramanap excavators. You like to say what, what card goes uh, life from the loam life from is the loam. in that package for me as well. Um, but the specific ones that say you may play lands from your graveyard. Now we have three. So this is becoming more and more of a thing that's doable. Like when they added Ramanap, I was like, that's sweet. Now we have two cards that can do it Two. But now we have three plus life from the loam, but now we have it so that your shit double triggers. Like that's this is insane. This card's amaze balls. Yeah, I mean, like clearly this goes in a landfall deck. Yeah. Um, the, you know, I don't know how often. Like I still plan on playing this a bunch outside of landfall triggered decks, right? Well, um, because you do like playing Crucible Worlds. Um, yeah, I, I'm guessing you play ramen up if you're playing in green decks, right? Uh, no, not necessarily because it doesn't do a whole lot beyond that, but this is a, a fat ass right there. Yeah. That's five, seven reach. That's stopping. Like that has a little bit more utility than ramen up excavator. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a thing that I'm doing, then ramen ups there. But if I'm just like looking for pure value, like crucible, then that's, but this is probably, I would say this is much better than Ramanop Excavator, in How my opinion. Dare you say so? That. <laughs> whatever. Price tag, scoreboard. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think because I like, I like the idea of this going with like Tyler's Tracker. Um, they're, they're just. Some, well, it's some, any landfall trigger. Everything that has landfall tireless in it. Track, tireless tracker doesn't have landfall. Well, I know. Maybe they should change that. It should be. It should actually say that. You're right. But, you know, anything that has landfall in it, it works with that. I know you said landfall decks, but, you know, you look at... Um, like, I'm assuming this is going to go into your um, Yarok deck. Yeah. Because it's going to double-double landfall oh, triggers. Shit. Mind blown. Dude. Um, Dude. I don't even think I have my Get Rog Monster deck anymore. I think I took that apart. No, it's it's Yeah, that that goes in there. This, you know, uh Titania Protector of Argov. Argoth. Yeah. Even the new um, uh Avenger. What's in- the new Avenger Zendikar guy? Zendikar, what's his name? Oh, the red green one? Yeah. I don't know the name. One minute later. <laughs> You're quick on that one. Larry. We're going to, we're going to talk about this. Oh yeah. We're going to, yeah, that's right. I don't need to be talking about it, but he's cool. His name's <laughs> Plyeth world sculptor. Did I say his name right? I think when? I did. Plyeth world sculptor. Isn't that Plyeth? Him? I don't know. I'm not looking. Phylath. Maybe it's Phylath. <laughs> You're just saying, making up words. Ply. No, it's totally Phylath. Ply, the Ply, is... Plywood. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 
that card is amazing. It's it's going to go in a lot of decks. It's going to go in a lot of green yeah. decks. It's going in I, landfall I think, everywhere. You know, right now on Scryfall, it says that it's like a eighteen dollar card at its cheapest. I think that's probably a little much, but I can see this being like a ten dollar card for sure. Yeah, I honestly like we just kind of mentioned a little bit before is I think a lot of these are going to get cheap because I think this is going to get opened a shit ton. So because of the, yeah, because of the, the fetches in it. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was our number t- or our top 10 cards. Uh, if you have other ones, you think it should make the list, uh, leave us a comment on YouTube and we will ignore it. No, I'm just, <laughs> uh, I mean, I will, I don't check the comments. <laughs> Do you go look? Do you, do sometimes you there? When I'm uh, posting stuff to there, I see that, oh, there's a, well, I guess I haven't looked for a while. It looks like we have 17 messages on there I haven't seen. Oh. <laughs> but no, a lot of times what that is, I'm going to see if it's even a comment. No, a lot of this is like recommended for you. So it's videos that, mm. so yeah, we don't even have a message. Come so. and check out this porn thing because you wrote topless in the <laughs> title. That was only people wanting to see what the hell is. Uh... YouTube's disgusting. <laughs> so, because this is mostly you, I didn't, I didn't do anything. Well, it's your opinion with stuff here. I kind of want what you think. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> That's funny. You're going to do that because I was going to do. I don't want relationship. I just want bang, bang, bang. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, that's. Bang, bang, bang. Bye, bye, bye. Uh, doing in sync. Uh, okay, so <laughs> that's what I should have had. You, you got me. I, I might plug that me. in. That there. was a good one. Uh, uh, your, your dad jokes are back. Last week was weak, <laughs> but now that was good. All right, so like we talked about last week, there are lots of different things you can buy with this set. Bye, bye. Uh, we have the um, collector boosters. You have the set boosters. You have the draft boosters. Uh, the bundles and the bundle gift edition. Gonna kind of break down what I saw. So let's start with the cheapest um, draft boosters. Thirty six packs, one expedition guaranteed, non foil. Currently on eBay going for eighty nine bucks. TCG at one hundred and one. So you save twelve bucks by going on eBay. Uh, you can get cases, which is six boxes, for five hundred and thirty. So even cheaper. Uh, on eBay and 565 on TCG. So let's just break down the actual box part. Your rares and mythics and everything, it follows the same stuff. I think with the amount of stuff that's going to be opened here, anything that's currently showing a price of $10 or lower is going to be like chaff almost in a way. You're, you're Some of this stuff will stay around that $5, whatever range, but you're going to get a lot of this good stuff for cheap. So I don't think the draft boosters are a thing to do unless you're drafting. I mean, that's kind of what you were thinking too with this, right? Yeah. You're kind of leaning towards the set boosters because yeah, it just seems like more to the point. So like we talked about with set boosters, this is six less packs, 30 packs, one expedition. So the same thing Um, you get, 14 cards in a pack. One in four packs has a card from the list, which didn't that get spoiled this week too? The list, the whole it list. Did. 
that did. Um, each pack can have up to four rares in it. So that's kind of sweet in itself. Uh, TCG 135 right now, eBay 127. So just with those two, I totally would lean towards the set boosters just because there's a much better chance for better cards. You're getting, like you talked about, getting rid of the chaff crap. Yeah. And I don't know. It just, it, it seems like better value in that. Spending an extra, well, eBay, it's an extra 35 bucks. Is it worth it? 35, an extra 35 to do that? You get a foil in every pack. Oh, forgot about that. Yep, foil in every pack. You know, you have a chance at four rares in a pack. Unlikely, but you're it's more likely to get two in a pack. You'll get a couple of packs like that. Um you get an art card, like a special art card. Um Yeah, and I just skipped alt, those. But alt, yeah, yeah, alt art card, I meant. In every uh every pack. So I think I think you're just gonna have I, I like it. I, I think it's right up my alley for the price tag. And you're going to so, for sure or potentially get what? 10 from 10 cards from the list as well. Yeah. And the list is, I mean, there's some high priced cards there and there are some garbage. As well. <laughs> so more than likely, how many did you just say? 10, 10. Yeah more than likely you'll get like one rare or mythic. Well, actually one in four, and a bunch of commons, one in four. Actually, would it be seven? It'd be between, it'd be about eight, seven and eight. Commons. Yeah. Oh, seven or eight that you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. You might get a rare or a mythic. Yeah. Maybe. So out of the two, I for sure would do the set booster. Uh, then we move into the collector booster box. Now this comes with, it's the same as what it's been. Uh, you have 12 packs. Uh, we'll come with two expeditions. So yeah, just if you were planning on, unless you're going for the packs wise, you know, you buy two set boosters and you're over what one um, collector booster to get those two expeditions. So right there, it's like, uh, I would stick with the collector. Are those booster. two expeditions foil or non-foil? Those are non-foil. So everything is non-foil as your box topper. Here's okay. the kicker of collector boosters. You have each pack has a, a, a slot that has that we talked about last week, the one in four chances, which we don't know how evenly dispersed that is, but you could potentially get a foil expedition there. So... Each box has a 12 chances for a foil expedition. You are guaranteed four rares in each pack. Um, in that slot, it's going to be a foil expedition or it's it's a rare or mythic spot. So then it's going to be a special art borderless, something like that. So that is in that slot. So that's the one in four thing. Um, I... Oh, those are going for two twenty five on eBay, and TCG at two thirty six. I was seeing these down around two ten, but that was like two weeks ago, and 
the 225s sell out and all of a sudden it jumps up to 265 on eBay. And then after a couple of days, people restock and put more listings back up and it drops back down to 225. So 225 is what I've been seeing. Um, I did pull you, the trigger. Do you like that price? I did pull the trigger and buy this at two twenty five. Did you buy two of them? I Is did buy two saying? of them. I used half of my spec money and some of my real money. <laughs> <laughs> spec money isn't real money. It's like Monopoly money. It's just in an account sitting there and it just no, keeps getting bigger. It's definitely real. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I pulled all, the... all real money. Just... <laughs> I pulled the trigger and I bought two of those. Uh, I have all the, I love the art with all this stuff with the expedition. So I'm like, ah, I'm excited for that. Um, but I have all the fetches and everything that's in there, except for wasteland is the only thing I don't have. Oh, good for you. So I don't know. I bought it as part of a collector though. Cause I'm not sure I would sell any of them if I got them. Mm-hmm. unlike double masters where I was like, sell, 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 except I didn't, I upgraded and sold my old ones. <laughs> I, got all, I got all the swords and I'm like, Oh, sell my old swords and keep the swords I got from this. And yeah, yeah. except for Karn, I got Karn and I was like, trade it to, to jaw. He wants it. <laughs> I think he, I think that's who I traded it to. I don't remember, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't want the, the, uh, the Karn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so it's just kind of like a different price range of what you're comfortable with. Like, you know, uh, I've talked about in the past, like the two collectors packs that I've opened. I'm like, I would be so like upset that I spent. Yeah. I watched 20 bucks on it. You know, I think you can eventually get it for like 16 or whatever, but still it's just like, no, I'd be much happier with like spending 16 on double master pack. Yeah. Like that, like to me, these are just still standard cards and like, you're only going to get a couple of really good cards. So the thing with it here is, I guess I didn't break down the price price of, so right now expeditions, you're getting two no matter what. Everybody's getting an expedition. If you're taking like the average price, let's just say they're 30 bucks. So right there you get 60 bucks back, but you potentially could get, you know, Scalding Tarn or something like that. Upwards of... 80 bucks or something you could potentially just off the expeditions pay for half that box with that. And that's not to mention the 12 packs that have, if you get another foil expedition, there's your whole box. And that's the hard part is it stinks. I understand it buying the two and you get screwed with that, but that's what it is with these is if you only buy one, sometimes you might get lucky and get that great pack, but it's more about how much you buy. Yeah. Yeah. And then you I balance mean, yourself. I should out. bring up like the uh, ultimate masters, the box topper I got there. <laughs> that was the stirring wildwood. I just don't do good with the <laughs> premium product. I just don't open up the. Uh, I think you just need to open more. Is what it is like. Ah, that's that's what I need to do is spend <laughs> more money. Uh, uh, one last thing I did want to mention is the bundle and or as we used to call it, fat pack and the bundle gift edition. Uh, I do like to buy the bundles just to get the boxes each set. Those are going for the normal 37, 38 bucks on TCG. The gift edition is 75. The only difference is it comes with one collector pack and sorry, there's another thing. The box is shiny. 
Oh. That's fucking worth it. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's not. So that um, one I would definitely say stay away from the gift edition unless you really want that shiny box. You do get one collector pack. But again, with the collector stuff or any of this stuff, if you're playing, especially this set, if you're planning on buying packs, try to just save up to get a box because at least you get an expedition out of it. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. Even a draft booster. You buy that, you get one expedition. It's a shitty one. It's at least half your booster paid for, almost half, you know? Um, packs are just point. not... Try to get boxes. Don't go single packs. Um, are you going to buy anything with this? Set booster? I kind of want you to yeah, buy a set I'll booster to see see how that goes. I should sit down and purchase one. Because that's not bad. I mean... I, I kind of want to buy a, a booster, like a draft box as well. But just to see like the difference in how I feel between them mm-hmm. when I open it. Well, and what would you open first? Draft booster. You know what? The draft, like the, yeah, the draft boosters I've just been ho-hum on. I was really happy with Throne of Eldraine. I remember walking away from that and being like, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Theros, I was pretty meh on. I did buy Ikoria. It did. Oh, no. Ikoria had the Godzilla stuff, which was kind of cool. So I didn't buy Ikoria or Corset. But I kind of want the set boxes pull me back in. Yeah. I really. Yeah. I'm just going to get a set box. I was going to say get one because I was tempted to buy one, but I'm like, "Ah, I just want to do collector boosters. But I really want to see how these set boosters go. So it'd be really cool to see you shoot a video on your set booster opening. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Do it on your webcam. You got a good webcam, right? No, I don't. No, no, no you I don't because it couldn't read, no, read any of your cards. Uh, but I, I do want to see how that goes. You should uh, definitely order one of those bad boys. One twenty-seven yeah. on eBay. You could probably do that. Could probably swing that. All right. So fine. I did, you talk me into it. I was already going to do it. You didn't talk me into shit. <laughs> Well, actually, I was, I was just about to—I was just about to say. So I didn't—I didn't talk you into getting a collector booster. No, oh, that's my computer making. No, noise. no, I don't think I don't think I'm willing to spend money on that. If well, they had collector bo- collectors boosters for double masters, I probably would have. Well, that's what VIP was. No, 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 no. VIP is four times the price. <laughs> yeah, but it's a collector booster. And that's way what it is. less cards. <laughs> it's a collector booster. Yeah. You should just go back and buy that. Man, uh, I'm going to say this. I've said it on our Discord and to people out there. If you're looking to get cards that were really expensive and still kind of are, like the normal versions of them, the originals, go to Double Masters and start picking up stuff because things are freaking cheap right now. Yeah, I mean... I still so can't. If, if you're looking to improve the quality of your collection, yeah, get into Double Masters hard. Yeah, pick up those singles. Um, I'm still baffled, and I still think I had a good buy. But I bought my Academy Ruins uh, Borderless ones for 20 and I'm. I'm on eBay or on TCG right now, and they're going for fifteen bucks. 
that's just crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Good. And you get, you know, I don't know. There's a lot on there. Just go know. through them all. Well, cause I keep reiterating myself on, I did it on discord today. I was like master transmuter, freaking all this and all that. Like master transmuter. That card was like a $40 card foil. And it's at four. It's like, what? $4 foil right now. Yeah. Just, that seems legit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Spec huh? time with Smiths. <laughs> Smith Specs of the Week. Oh, man. I'm so glad we don't say that anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I think we're done with this episode. Where are we at? Yes, we are at our 114. That's pretty good. Good call. That, was, that was 20 minutes. Wink. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, that should do it for this week. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. Hey, take up.